works anyways. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Father, touch our hearts that we may receive your word today, O God. Father, anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet that I may preach your word. I may preach truth in your holy, 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 precious name. Amen. I think you tell what the message is today. Are you a modern day Jonah? Hmm. Actually, we had to correct that because I can't spell too good. We're just going to just give a little bit of history here. In the Old Testament, the story of Jonah, whose name means dove, takes place in or about 760 B.C. Now you can write this down if you want to look it up in 2 Kings 14, chapter 23 to 27. We find Jonah was a prophet during the reign of King Jeroboam of Israel, who did great evil in the sight of the Lord. But God had mercy on Israel. And Jonah prophesied according to the word of the Lord, and God blessed, and he prospered Israel. During this time, Israel expanded its borders almost to the size it was under King Solomon. It's a little bit about Jonah. I want you to remember what I just said, because it's part of the message. You want to put up slide one? That's a hard way to read this, Frank. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah, he arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found the ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, and he went down into it, to go with him to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. This kind of blows my mind. Why? Just think of what he just did. The God, the creator of the heavens and the universe, the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega, he just said to God, See ya. Talk to the hand. Isn't that unbelievable? Why? Why would Jonah do that? Well, real in reality, we don't have a lot of information. Maybe Jonah was afraid because, trust me, Nineveh was a bad place. In other words, I would say Nineveh would make ISIS look like the JV team. You would not want to go there. And that's another story. Could he have been angry? Possibility. Maybe some of his friends were killed. Maybe some of his family was killed. I don't know. They're sworn enemies of Israel. Or is there a possibility of another alternative motive? You see, we just read that Jonah... was a great prophet. He was, this was a time when Elijah, Amos, and Hosea were on the scene. And these guys were saying to Israel, straighten up or God's going to destroy you. But not Jonah. 
Jonah was the man that said, God is going to bless you. And they were truly blessed. Who would you want? I think I'd take Jonah, right? But what would happen if Jonah went to Nineveh to the Gentiles in his day and time He wasn't going to go home. He would have been disgraced. It would have been like an act of betrayal to Israel. And there's a possibility Jonah would have been stoned. But what do we know about Jonah? In this scene, he's disobedient, he's prideful, he's arrogant, and he's rebellious. That pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? How many of us tell God the same thing today? We do it in different ways. When the Spirit of God tells us to witness, do we go the other way out of fear of being rejected? That's no difference. That is no difference. When God tells us to do something, do we do it without question or do we first consider the consequences of what God has asked us to do it? Do we do it by faith or do we think about it? When God says go, do we just go or are we going to think about it first? And if it doesn't benefit us too much, are we going? But here's the thing we don't realize in the story, but you really got to look into it. Not only did Jonah say to God, see you, Lord, talk to the hand, but he took the blessings of God and he utilized them to procure a ticket to go to Tarshish. And I want you to know, it was not cheap. Tarshish is 2,500 miles from Joppa. Did you realize that? So it was going to be an expensive trip. It was going to cost him some. But he utilized what God gave him to disobey God and run from God. Everybody awake? You want me to finish here? Ain't happening. So let's see what the word of God says about what Jonah's doing. And since we're in Proverbs, we're going to go to slide two, three, excuse me. And this is what it says. When pride comes, then comes shame, but what the humble is wisdom. Jonah's not being wise right now. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. No doubt about it. It will destroy them. Proverbs. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And let me add one. God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. And guess what, Jonah? There's a storm coming your way. You think you got away from God? You think God don't know what you're doing? I wouldn't think that too long. So let's go to slide four. 
The mariners were afraid, and every man cried out unto his God. Guess what? These are experienced men. I just said they're going 2,500 miles away, so these are not novice men. But what happened? They are afraid. There's a great tempest God brought against the ship. And guess what? They're afraid. How many of us are afraid today? How much so that they took their cargo and they threw it overboard? Their precious cargo they got rid of. They were so afraid they got rid of it. Because understand, they were going to have to answer for that either way they went. Either they went back or they went forward to Tarshish. They were going to have to answer. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had laid, lain down, and was fast asleep. I like the NIV. I usually don't use this, but it says deep sleep. Now we need to understand something. How many of us are in the midst of a storm today? Are we like Jonah, out of God's will and truly unaware of storm? If you're out of God's will and you are being disobedient, you can't see the storm. You're going to be asleep. That's not what we want to be. How many of us are sleeping? We're in the middle of a storm. I got news for you. The storm's not coming. The storm is here. Now it's here. We think it's coming. Look around. See the chaos in the world already. It's been amazing over the last few years how fast things have gone downhill. Put up five, slide five, please. I love what Paul says here. Losing a little bit of my voice. But concerning the times and the seasons, brother, you have no need I should write you. You know what Paul's saying? I shouldn't even have to tell you this. I shouldn't even have to write this to you. You should already know this. But I'm going to tell you anyway. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. But when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. You know, when I read this, when I read this, what came to my mind, Frank, was Pompeii. Sudden destruction. Frank put up a picture there. They were frozen in time right where they stood. They didn't even have time to run. That is sudden destruction. We're not even promised tomorrow, but we act like we are. Anybody got a pinnacle drop? We can't be blinded. The storm is around us, and we can't be blinded. And they shall not escape, but you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. For you are all sons of the light. You are all filled with the Spirit of God and the Word of God manifested in the flesh. And sons of the day, we are not of the night nor darkness. 
We are not in sin and we are not blind. We are, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and let us be sober. Are we watching? Are we truly watching? Put up slide six, please. So the captain came to him and said, what do you mean, sleeper arise? Call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us. Why? Because ours ain't working. (laughs) And what do you mean you're asleep? Come on, maybe yours will do it. God will consider us so that we may not perish. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose caused this trouble upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Surprise. (laughs) Doesn't the word say there is nothing hidden that God will not reveal? If you think you're getting away from it, I got news. You're not. God loves you. He loves you so much that he's not going to let it be hidden because he wants you saved. He wants you out of the storm. Then they said to him, please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? Now this next statement, you've got to realize, this next statement... When it really came to my heart, put up the next verse, please. The next slide. This is what he says. I, hey, I'm a Hebrew. That's who I am. And I fear God. Really? Really? The God of heaven who made the seas and the dry land. I fear him. Yeah, I just be cured. A passage on the ship to run from God because I don't think he's going to find me, but I truly fear him. Really? But how many of us today say, I am a Christian and I fear God and there's people watching it. Those guys must have looked at him like deer in the headlights. Like our children look at us when we're talking to them and they're like, huh? What would you have thought? You're in the midst of a storm. The shit's falling apart. And this guy stands up and says, I fear God. I'm the one who caused the trouble. I'm the one that God's after. And you might die because of it. But I'm a Hebrew. (laughs) But I'm a Christian. Time is up. How many Christians proclaim to be a Christian are not following the word of the Lord, which is the light unto all men? They tell you I fear God and I go to church, but their actions speak otherwise, just like Jonah. Come on, Jonah's saying, I fear God. And they're all looking at him and saying, that's not the way you're acting. That's not what you just did. Your actions said something else. 
They never take into consideration the consequences for disobeying God. The Lord put something on my heart. I was actually going to see Frank and Susan at the hospital, and I'm driving. And this really, really got to me. He said to my heart, when you disobey God, when you rebel against God, not only do you put your life in jeopardy, both spiritually and physically, but you put those around you in jeopardy your children, your spouse, your brothers and sisters, and even the strangers that were in that boat. And if you don't believe me, go to Numbers 13 and read it. And that is where Moses sent out the spies. And 10 of them gave a bad report and Israel believed the bad report and they rebelled against God. How many died? Lord, let that not be us today, Father. I'm gonna close this out with 2 Timothy, which is not up there. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving. Paul's getting with it here. Unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, hardy, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And this floors me. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. They're in church, people. They have a form of godliness. They look good. They look good. We don't need to be rebellious. Because it says they're always learning and they're able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, it's not here. It has to be here. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your love. I thank you for your kindness, Father. Father, truly open our eyes that we may see Heavenly Father. Father, let us not be deceived, O Lord. Father, we seek your truth. And Father, I ask you to fill everyone here with your Holy Spirit. And Father, we give you thanks in all things. Amen. Hi, I'm Jeff Eckstein, one of the pastors here at Bethlehem Community Church. Welcome to our Sunday podcast, coming to you from the town of Bethlehem in upstate New York in the USA. Bethlehem Community Church is an independent, non-denominational, Bible-based evangelical church that includes people with backgrounds from many denominations. 
We believe that it is only through the love of the Father, the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross, and the power of the Holy Spirit that we can come into a personal relationship with God. We are people truly seeking a deeper intimacy with God and with one another. If you'd like to know more about our church, please visit our website at www.bccdelmar.org. There you'll be able to find our statement of faith, as well as more about the ministry of Bethlehem Community Church. You'll also be able to submit prayer requests as we are called to pray with and for you. We also would love to hear your story and how you found our podcast and where you're listening from. So please visit our website and send us an email. Again, it's bccdelmar.org. That's bccdelmar.org. Thank you for joining us as we continue our pursuit of knowing God and making Him known.